What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you like me and thought one day, I want to start a podcast? Well, it's easy. All you do is go to Anchor FM and sign up for free. Then all you do is you can record from your computer or your phone. And next thing you know, all you do is upload your episode. And then like magic, Anchor just goes and releases it everywhere to Apple, to Spotify. You name it, it releases it there. It's easy. It's simple. It's fun to use. And like me, I'm not very technical oriented. Again, easy. Not like the rapper, but it's easy. If you get what I mean. So again, go to Anchor FM, sign up. And uh, start being a content or podcast creator today. such thing as death. Life is only a dream, and we are the imagination of ourselves. Welcome to My Third Eye, prying open your thought, truth, and reality, questioning everything and anything from conspiracies, cryptic, spiritual, natural healing, and everything else there is to encounter. Everything we think is not real, just might be real. Welcome to My Third Eye. You know, I couldn't have gone to school, you know, with my ass cheeks hanging out, so right. I didn't, right? 
But I know my dad used to get so mad at me with short shorts. But I think about it now and I have a different perspective then because I was, again, one of those girls. I looked a lot older than my age, right? Mm-hmm. Guys could have easily thought that I was, you know, when I was 15, 16, could have thought I was 20, no problem, 21, right? Right. And we don't want young girls looking like that because that's oh. how, oh, that's where trouble happens. Yes. Yeah. And I'm very exactly. fortunate that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of My Third Eye. Uh, tonight, we're going to get into a little Priscilla Presley. Yes, that's right. Priscilla, the lady herself, the the young 15-year-old that was married to Elvis. That's a little teaser. Uh, a lot of people don't know the whole history and, and what have you with Elvis and Priscilla, but my guest Shayla breaks that down for you. And it's done in such a great way that I even understood it, you know, because sometimes I can be half-retarded. And that's okay. You know, I, I can admit my, my faults, you know, being a dumbass, you know, half the time, you know, you know, it's one step closer to the, to the truth, right? Something like that. I don't know. Sounded good at the time. But if you want the full episode, head on over to patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast. Don't be a freeloader. You know, I'm, I'm giving you the first, first half of this episode for free. Three bucks gets you the full episode. Support your boy here. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to go places, trying to, trying to build, you know, something here for my family and my future. And hopefully I can get a new fucking computer some, one of these days because it's trash. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just complete trash. I, I, I need a new one, but Hey, when you start a podcast and you got a hand-me-down laptop, you do what you got to do, right? I, I make this work the best way I can. So if you want even more content, which is the $5 tier, well, hit that one too, because then you get Talk at the Tavern and all full episodes or and or bonus episodes. I'll release bonus episodes on the $5 tier as well. Uh, don't forget to hit up Kelly for, for some curcumin. Uh, head over to the merch uh, link in my link tree. And if you enter... Promo code my third eye. That's M Y the number three R D E Y E M Y the number three R D E Y E. You get twenty percent off any purchase. I just threw up a T-shirt over there. Uh, sent one out to somebody that is helping me with another project, and that other project is Bizarre Encounters with me and my co-host Shane from inquiries of our reality so hit up inquiry or yeah hit up inquiries of our reality or me on instagram on on dm and uh if you've had a bizarre encounter cryptid alien ghost you name it i don't we don't give a fuck hit us up that's what we're all about over there um you can also email in at inquiry or yeah inquiries bizarre encounters at outlook.com that's bizarre encounters at outlook.com i apologize for uh getting that confused but i'm gonna shut up now and i've been talking for three minutes too long so enjoy this first free half of the episode again stop being a loaf you know three bucks cheaper than price of gas these days come on show your boy some love head over to patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast and sign up today 
And welcome to another episode of My Third Eye. Uh, I am joined by Shayla, uh, coming all the way out of beautiful Canada. And uh, some of you that listen to Dangerous World Podcast or the Red Pill Cartel um, will recognize the topic and, and Shayla with, with her uh, unique knowledge and, and uh, just mind-blowing information on uh, Priscilla Presley and many other things. So um, if you heard her on Davey's podcast, she, she did one about Buddy Holly and on Ryan Dean, Dangerous World podcast, she did, you know, Priscilla and they jumped into a little bit of Elvis and a little bit of that and this and what have you. So I'm going to turn the mic over to you, Shayla. You can let people know where they can find you and uh, you have the keys to the car so you can, you can start driving the conversation and, and let me know and my audience know everything that you've researched. Sounds good. So um, I'm on Instagram. If anyone wants to follow me, my name is Shayla Ben on Instagram. So S-H-A-Y-L-A-B-E-N. I don't post a ton of conspiracy theory content. I mostly post spiritual things, uh, my weight loss journey, things like that. But I love interacting with people. You know, I'll pretty much follow you if you follow me. So uh, yeah, but I guess we'll get this started. Do you you know anything at all about Priscilla Presley at all? Not really. Not anything that I I didn't hear on Ryan's episode that you did. And discussing before we started recording that you know was released back in september so obviously a lot of shit has happened and a lot of other episodes since then have gone on so this is actually going to be a big refresher for me i i know i really enjoyed it when i when i did listen to it because i never really got i mean i liked like 50s and, and 60s music but i never really and this may piss a lot of people off I never saw the whole fascination with Elvis I, I just never got into it but you get into Priscilla and you know Graceland and stuff and then there's conspiracies that that fly all around is he alive is he dead um you know and then like you were saying you know her uh you know Mary and Michael or not Priscilla but you know Lisa <laughs> Lisa you know Mary and Michael and how weird that kind of was and I don't know there's just so much with the Presley family that that's weird and interesting all at the same time. You know what I mean? So other than what you get on, you know, a conspiracy documentary or, or whatever on like, you know, history channel or some, some dumb shit like that. That's about all I know. I, I never liked the guy's music. And I, yeah, the only one I re- <laughs> yeah, the only one I really sing and it's because I have a train Walker coon hound is, uh, you ain't nothing but a hound dog crying all the time. And that's about the only line I know of the whole thing because my, my coon hound literally walks around. You can pet him and he'll stare at you and just, just cry. And it's like, okay, I Beautiful. know why Elvis wrote that song now. <laughs> well, Elvis didn't even write any songs. So that is oh, the interesting shit. thing about Elvis too, right? Is whether you like him or not, pretty much everybody has heard him, right? Right. You reckon that he ha- ha- pro- arguably probably has one of the most recognizable voices in music, right? Yes hands down without a doubt right like I can hear I hear Elvis songs all the time I've never listened to before right Mm -hmm. I'm not a super mega Elvis fan but I would would say from the time I was about a teenager I'd say maybe from 15 um, I developed a huge interest in in 50s music and um, Elvis Elvis Buddy Holly and the Everly Brothers were my personal favorites still are to this day Um, I like some other 50s stuff you know but um that's kind of where my interests kind of started. Right. Mm-hmm. And I found Priscilla very fascinating because like no one knew anything about her. Like, bam, all of a sudden she's married to Elvis on magazine covers. She barely was in magazines and newspapers before she even married him. There'd oh, only wow. been like a handful. Right. The public was obsessed with her. 
right? Because she just came out of nowhere, married Elvis. Six years later, she divorced him. And, you know, then she's appearing in TV shows, movies, things like that, right? So the public was absolutely fascinated by her. And in about, I think, 1986, she wrote her memoir called Elvis and Me, okay? okay. Instant bestseller. People were absolutely <laughs> obsessed with this book, right? It's still in print today, right? And uh, she didn't even write it herself. It was a ghost, ghost author, right? Says some pretty scandalous stuff about Elvis, but pretty much just solidifying her side of the story with how right. they met and their relationship and things like that, right? Elvis was dead at this point. He couldn't defend himself, right? I think some of her friends, some people who were friends with Elvis criticized this book as well, right? Um, so I read that book, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, she fleshes it over as a fairy tale, right? Like she says she was a virgin on her wedding day and it worked conveniently because she had Lisa Marie exactly nine months to the day of her wedding, right? So, um, <laughs> yeah, right? Um, and even how she meets him, right? This is the big thing with the Priscilla mystery is how she even met Elvis in the first place. And I talk to people and things like that. And, and most people seem to know, I'd say it's fairly common knowledge that he met her in Germany while he was in the army, right? Okay. That's, I would say that's pretty well common knowledge. Now she was 14 years old when she met him, right? 14. That's, that's disgusting. <laughs> it is. It's absolutely horrific. And, you know, just not even get to Elvis. There's a plethora of men in Hollywood coming from the 20s all the way to now who started relationships with teen girls, right? This is not anything new. This has been going on for a long time. And even in the 50s, that was still considered young, right? Like, yeah. Have you ever, you know, like 16 might have been okay, but 14 was considered very young. Have you ever did any uh, digging into Julie Garland? I know that. Oh, yeah. What they've, what Hollywood did to her is absolutely atrocious. They they got her addicted to drugs and... Mm -hmm. You know, they caused her all her problems and then fired her and abandoned her with her problems, right? Kind of thing. It's absolutely horrendous, right? And, you know, tons of child sex, like child trafficking and things like Mm -hmm. that in in this industry, right? You know, tons of celebrities have come out and say that they have been molested, raped, things like that on set, right? You know, we know this of of Disney too, right? This is very prevalent in Disney, if not the worst for it, right? So, you know, Priscilla was 14 years old when she met Elvis at a party, at a party, mm. right? And, you know, she writes her book as her parents being like super, super strict. They didn't want her to have a relationship with Elvis. By the end of our conversation, I think the viewers could tell that they sold her, their daughter to Elvis, right? They sold oh, her. Yeah, because, okay, just by you saying, her, her saying that her parents were very strict. Okay, at 14, what are you doing at a, at a party? You know what I mean? If, well, exactly. I, mean, I, I get it. Kids sneak out and this and that. But if you come from a very strict family, you're not really going to sneak out. I mean, you can't, you do, but you, you still hold that reservation. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. Yeah, and they were military, them? right? Yeah. They were military. You know, milita- military families are known to be super strict, right? There's yes. the whole, there's been whole cycle analysis done on the children of people who were in the army and moved constantly like Priscilla, right? Mm-hmm. Priscilla was not German. She's American, right? Right. And they eventually transferred to Germany when she was, I think it was the summer she was 14, right? And she met Elvis that following fall. So basically she claims how she met Elvis is there's a, there was a bar in this area of Germany. Essentially this German area was heavily Americanized. Mm-hmm. American families lived there, American soldiers, right? Things like that. And there was a bar that a lot of Americans went to and partied at. It, it wasn't, it was all ages, but it was 
I think they did like karaoke, they served food, that kind of stuff. Right. And right. she went, she used to take her brother there. Right. And uh, he's far too young to have, to be able to cooperate her story or the story of the other guy I'm going to tell you, tell you about. So she claims that she went into that bar a restaurant or whatever you want to call it. And a guy approached her, this guy is named Curry Grant. He was like 26, 27. He was married and he was a friend of Elvis. And he was also in the army as well. Did you say Curry or Carrie? Curry, like C-U-R-R-I-E, okay. Curry Grant. Okay. okay. And uh, he, so she claims he went up to her, made some kind of joke, right? And told her, hey, I'm friends with Elvis. I can bring you to meet him, right? And she's mm -hmm. like, oh, no way. My parents won't let that happen, right? Kind of thing. And, you know, long, long story short, eventually she goes to meet him, right? Well, he claims the exact opposite. He claims, so he said she entered the, the restaurant and he instantly was attracted to her. And if you look at photos of Priscilla at 14, she could have probably easily passed for 21, right? Okay. She's a very beautiful woman, was very beautiful as a young child. That's how she captivated all this, obviously. She didn't look 14, right? Right. And um, she says he pers she pursued him. That she pursued him. She knew he knew Elvis and she was a big Elvis fan. She claims to this day that she barely knew of Elvis before she met him, right? Like she had right. heard some of his songs. Her dad had bought her one record, but she wasn't a fan, right? This is this is what she maintains, right? Yeah. And what he claims he she pursued him sexually eventually cuz she knew he was attracted to her. Mhm. Mm to take her to Elvis, right? And this guy claims for several months he toyed around with her. They went in his car, they made out. He he claim he he admits to have had a, of having sex with her multiple times, right? When she was 14 years old, right? And eventually he takes her to Elvis. Elvis becomes enamored with Priscilla, right? And people that were at the house the day they met say that she, that Elvis took her up to her bedroom and they were gone for hours. Mm. Yeah, I wonder what right? Till like <laughs> yeah what do you think happened right you yeah know, you know kind of thing right she so she, she kept her virginity intact she claims it she <laughs> claims she was a virgin bride because there's right. a lot of weird stuff sexually with elvis too um that elvis had a virgin fetish kind of thing mm. um it's quite clear he was very interested in young girls that's why he pursued young girls his entire life right and was by today's standard, well, even even then, I guess, is it well known that he had a, a pedophile addiction or? Yeah, is like that I going think too far. I don't know if I'd label him a pedophile, right? I'm not one to just say, you know, if you find a 16 year old girl attractive, that that makes you a pedophile, right? Um, right. Pedophile refers to prepubescent children, right? Okay. But I would say, yeah, he definitely had an interest in them and like you could say maybe he just never grew out of that phase like maybe that's why there's guys like that they just you know they mm -hmm. never get out of that teenage phase but I think Elvis had a specific reason to do this because he liked to manipulate women right he wanted to control how they did their hair their makeup he essentially turned her into a Barbie and if you see photos of Priscilla in the 60s she's wearing six pairs of false eyelashes huge black hair right and you know he didn't let her wear like patterns at all like she had to wear solid colors he was very strict on how she looked right hmm. and adult women don't tolerate that stuff right yeah. if my boyfriend came home right now and told me hey i don't like your hair you know what would i tell him right i tell him to go saying. kick yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> exactly right but uh young women especially women who have father issues or you know 
are alone, they're easily manipulated by. Mm -hmm. And even adult women are manipulated in this way, right? Oh, yeah. And these type oh, yeah. of men, th these type of men know how to prey on, on girls like that, right? And, you know, the 14 year old girl, you know, they're easy to manipulate, right? They're easy yeah. to take advantage of. Yeah. They're, you know, they, oh, you, I can get you some alcohol, you know, I can get you some. <laughs> we, you know, whatever you want, I can get it for you. You know what I mean? And they're, you know, their eyes just, go, okay. You know? And yeah. Well, or you just tell them they're special. You tell, you know, yeah. somebody who comes from, you know, you're special. You're, you know, this is the things guys even do to adult women, right? They're like, mm -hmm. you're beautiful. You're smart. I, you know, things like that. And girls, a lot of them will, will do things that they would normally not do because mm -hmm. a guy manipulates them in that way. Right. Oh, absolutely. You know, they prey on, they prey. It's like a scent, like girls, girls that have been abused or girls that come from like traumatic homes and things like that. It's like, they give up a scent and guys like that can find them. Right. Mm -hmm. they, because they, they want to write in as, Oh, I'm going to be the white knight rescuer and then become exactly. the, the, the biggest abuser there is. And yeah, you know, and you see it a lot. And then you, you know, these women are like, I just can't leave, you know, he's going to change, you know, this, this and that. And it's like, you know, and then, and a lot of times it, it doesn't end up good. You know what I mean? It, you, you see a lot of TV shows where, oh, they did just, nobody outside the family saw it coming. And, and just one day he must've just snapped and killed her. And, you know, you come to find out that person's closest friends. No, this guy was a fucking psycho. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's, 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 it's a sad. rampant problem in society. It, it mm -hmm. truly is. Right. It is absolutely rampant. You know, like we, I know of girls who, you know, you'd say have a bad taste in men, right? They consistently mm -hmm. date guys like this, right? And it, it is an issue, right? And the issue goes both ways, right? Oh, absolutely. There's a, there's a big toxic femininity issue just as much, right? Because mm -hmm. girls, and I think they did this to each other. I think Priscilla presented herself as a completely demure, you know, innocent child to attract Elvis, who's into this sort of virginal youthfulness, you know, naive, naivety, right? Right she, she turned herself into that, right? She was not like that. She is described by classmates as being a super sexual person, you know, constantly had boyfriends, you know, did, did thing, did got into trouble, things like that. Right. Mm -hmm. But she, to Elvis, she presented herself as a completely different thing. Right. So they manipulated each other. I think they both tried to make each other, you know, she thought he was this, you know, ultra dark, ultra sexy man kind of thing, masculine figure. And Elvis was not those things, right? Right. Elvis was from the South. He was pretty timid in general. And, you know, he was a mama's boy, right? Like, yeah, yeah you see him on TV shaking his hips. He seems like this big sexual figure, but he's not, right? Yeah. Part of I... the reason they divorced, part of the reason they divorced is he barely, he barely touched her. Oh, no shit. Right. Yeah. So like, I can't come to a conclusion on whether Elvis is this like sex freak. Cause when I was on Ryan's show, Ryan had mentioned things like Elvis talking about orgies and things like that. I have yet to find any information like that on my own. From what I see, Elvis was essentially mostly just into foreplay. Okay. And that's why he dated young women, right? Cause young teenagers, young, young women would be okay with that type of sex. While mm -hmm. grown women are like, no, you know, <laughs> right. I want the whole thing, you know? <laughs> stop, yeah. Stop yeah, exactly. Around. Exactly. So that's why, you know, he started to become incompatible with Priscilla, right? Priscilla being described as this ultra sexual person who at 14 years old pursued a sexual relationship just, just to meet Elvis in the first place. Right. right. <laughs> you know, so it's hard for me to determine whether Elvis was, was that or not, but he, he definitely, I guess he'd be a fetishist if that's the best way to that, describe that it. That makes more sense he, now that you Yeah. Like that he way. fetishized, 
femininity. He fetishized, you know, young girls, that sort of fifties look like he liked girls in the skirts and the ponytails and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of his, his thing. Right. And a lot of his like set, like women, he actually fell in love with all kind of look alike too. Weird. (laughs) Yeah. So Priscilla looks a lot like his first love, which was a woman named Deborah Paget. He starred in a movie with. Okay. Looks just like her, right? Priscilla also looks like his mother. Mm. <laughs> um, Priscilla also looks like Anne Margaret. And Elvis and Anne Margaret had a very passionate love affair. They were very much in love. Oh, really? From everything. Yeah, they were very much in love. Yeah. And he was with Priscilla at the time. And, you know, I think he had hoped to marry her. It just didn't work out, right? Because gotcha. he had Elvis had made this promise to Priscilla's father, basically, when she moved into Graceland at 17, right? Like she met mm-hmm. Elvis at 14, moved into Graceland at 17, right? Kind hmm. of thing with the implication that they were going to get married. Right. Kind of thing. So he wanted to keep his word to her father that he was going to marry her kind of thing. So and then even after Priscilla left him, all his these these girls all look the same, right? Like the same kind of look. The brunette, the big hair, the big eyelashes, like it's all the same look. It's weird because I I never had many girlfriends or whatever, but I never wanted, like if I broke up, at, you know, or went through a breakup with a, a, a girl and eventually started dating someone else, I never dated someone that looked like my ex. You know what I mean? I, I would yeah. not want that re- reminder. You know what I mean? Like my, my wife looks nothing like my my ex at all you know yeah. what i mean and it, it, it completely opposite too and i think that's why we're we're still together after you know 15 years so but well yeah you almost think of it as almost like serial killers right like serial yeah. killers go after girls that all like look the same right you uh, know t- you know ted bundy's victims all had long straight hair parted in the middle they were all brunettes right mm-hmm. you know so alvis went after a type and i'm the same way as you i've been with the same guy since i was a teenager so I, I haven't had much of a dating history, but guys I talked to look nothing alike, right? Right. You know, as to my current partner, right? And I'm sure if me and him broke up, I wouldn't go for somebody just like him either, right? Right. Like looks are relevant. They're also not relevant, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't actively seek out somebody, you know, that looked a certain way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like you said. The mind's just... what's important to me, right? Like Exactly. The, the soul, right? Yep. And, and, you know, somebody like Elvis doesn't care about the soul, right? No. He's after purely an appearance, right? And he made that appearance, right? Even how Priscilla talked about him after he died, she described him as almost like a father-like figure. Hmm. Gee, I wonder and why. as a woman, that's deeply disturbing to me, mm-hmm. right? Like my partner to me is not a father figure, right? No, no I joke around right? with my wife because she's older than me. I'm like, yeah, you're, you're kind of like a mommy figure to me. She'll just look at me. And she's like, knock it off. And I'm like, I'm just busting on you. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. She's not that much. Is she that much older than you or no? She's only, well, until her birthday, she'll, she's only five years older than me. Oh, then, so that's not yeah, even. So we get like a month and a half where we're like five years apart, but then the other 10 and a half months or whatever it is, she's six years older than me. So. Yeah. But, but and yeah. it's see, funny how it's almost, it's more taboo when a guy dates an older woman than when. Yeah. guys date younger chicks right right because right. people lose their shit if like you know somebody's dating a chick 20 years younger but well they do and they don't right it's pretty mm-hmm. normal but then if a guy is dating a significantly older woman we all make fun of those guys and we make fun of those girls yeah I, oh Which i is, tease her all the time but this was years and years ago uh one day I, I don't know if it was for valentine's day or a birthday or whatever she and she she can hang and joke right up there with me 
but she got me a shot glass that said, I love, I love cougars. And you know what I mean? Cause obviously, you know, she's five years older than me. I mean, she's not really a cougar, but you know what I mean? We entertained the, the, the whole, because she is older than me, you know, and it, it, and I'll be like, look at her. I'll be like, Oh yeah, I got, I got me a, uh, one of the, uh, what do you call them? Not a, not a guy. What is, what is it when a girl, they call, they call guys who go after, yeah, after older women, cubs, don't they? So cubs. Something like, yeah. Cubs, and yeah. then, then, uh, Oh, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank. When, when a woman goes after a really rich guy, uh, a sugar daddy. Gold digger? Yeah, yeah gold sugar digger. daddy, yeah. I'll be like, yeah, you're my sugar mama. And, you know, and she's like, <laughs> yeah, I, I wish. She's like, I wish I made the money you make. And I was like, well, you know, it, it doesn't matter. So you're my sugar mama <laughs> with love, I guess. <laughs> but see, a five-year age difference is next to nothing, no, right? You grow nothing. up in the same kind of time period, right? Yeah, yeah we're both. Like I have friends. Yeah, like I have friends and like, a variety of different ages kind of thing but I don't know I feel like with my partner it's like I like that we me and him went to high school together we're high school sweetheart well, that's awesome we've been together yeah we've been together almost eight years well congratulations kind of thing we met in our last year of high school right so you know we kind of you know experienced adulthood together and it's really awesome and we actually got like kind of conspiracy woke together kind of thing oh, cool like we used we used to be like hardcore liberals hardcore leftists you know <laughs> I don't want to get off topic too much, but what's yeah. his like favorite conspiracy? Oh, he's like a big, like he does like flat earth, Tartaria, all kinds of stuff. Would he's, he ever he, be willing he, to come on, on the podcast? Oh, he probably would for sure. All right. Let him know that you'll have to talk. I'm down. Yeah. You'll have to, we did one, me and him did one with Davey talking about like flat earth and Tartaria. Yeah, we did. Okay. And Fraser's done. I think he did one. He did one with Davey about like World War II, which was a pretty interesting one kind of thing too. So he's he's super knowledgeable on stuff. But okay. the 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 brilliant relationship we have is we kind of research different yeah. different stuff, right? You know, I tend to do like a lot of this like celebrity type stuff, right? I do a lot of I do a lot of like religious stuff, like religious conspiracy theories and history ones. Mm-hmm. And then he pulls out like flat earth or Tari, all different kinds of crazy stuff. And the conversations never end, right? Like me and him can talk about this shit for hours, right? Nice. And it's that- truly the best, the best time <laughs> with that, right? So I'm I'm very blessed to That's have somebody that I struggle sometimes. Um I can talk to my wife a little bit about some of the topics that we talk about on, on here. Um, she doesn't listen to the show much. She's listened to maybe one or two episodes. She, she listened to the one I did with, with Kelly, with, uh, the curcumin. And she, she really enjoyed that, you know, cause we're both on it and have been on it and she hasn't changed her diet at all. And she's lost, I think close to 25 pounds now. And oh, that's amazing. Try, yeah. She, her p- knee pain for her osteo- osteoarthritis and, uh, she has slight scoliosis and she was getting tennis elbow and, and, uh, corporal tunnel a little bit and all that's gone for her. And, you know, but like I said, you know, I did an episode about Disney and she's like, I, I, nope, not going to listen to it. You're, you're not going to ruin Disney for me. You know what I mean? I was like, okay, I get yeah. it. You know what I mean? It's, it's hard for some people, right? It is. But that's super, it's super awesome that she lost that weight. I've, I've lost 60 pounds since nice. like the fall. Congratulations. And I'll tell you, I feel. I feel like a completely new person, right? Oh, I like I, like it's, you know, it was like I was trapped, you know, in a body mm-hmm. that I wasn't meant to have, right? And it's quite sad because, you know, I'm only 25 and I spent a long time hiding, you know, like I didn't want to go to bars. I didn't want to go out with friends, right? You know, like that's, mm-hmm. 
supposed to be the funnest time of my life. Right. And I, I locked myself into, you know, this vicious cycle of, you know, depression, eating, things like that. Right. So it's, it's really, to do. it is, it is. And, you know, the problem with conspiracy theory sometimes is you can get a very dark sort of mind frame yes. and it kind of like, you kind of start thinking like, Oh, why do I even bother? You know, things like that. Like the world's, the yeah, world's it's all, just dark. It's the world's all doom and gloom. And it's like, what yeah, can exactly. I do to help, so, you know, so I can see that with people, it's hard. Like I find it hard to have relationships with people who don't see things the same way I do. Like, mm-hmm. I, again, I'm super lucky that my boyfriend kind of sees things the same way I do, but you know, it's, I find it hard sometimes to, you know, like my mother came over and she put CNN on my TV and I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I love you mom, but like, why are you listening to this? Right. Like, uh-huh. you, you know, so unfortunately you know you got to kind of sometimes hide that part of yourself but that's why we have an awesome community of people like free thinkers right that can absolutely you know and platforms like this that allow people to you know say whatever they want right yes because you know i'm not if i if i didn't have this platform i think i you know i probably would have started going a little nuts you know what i mean because i i have one person that i can really bounce some of these theories off you know i work with them and what have you and you know we can talk conspiracy paranormal and what have you but at the end of the day you know my wife and i we can't go have that big deep conversation on on a lot of things or or my stepson my daughter a little bit but she just she's not as deep into it as as i've been you know i i would get asked a lot not a lot, but like, you know, what, what got you into conspiracies or what's your favorite one? And everybody's always like either JFK or nine 11. I'm like, I, I really don't know. We're so beyond that at this point. Like yeah. so beyond that. I, yeah. and I'll, I'll tell them, I'll be like, dude, I've been into conspiracy theories since I was in like elementary school. You know what I mean? Like going to the library and just seeing these weird books. I think it might've started on Bigfoot or UFOs or something like that. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's always been a part of my nature. So whenever something new kind of comes up, it's like, oh, okay, something new to look into or, or, you know, have a guest on or whatever and, you know, get more knowledge. So it's like, I don't know, I've been in, been in two conspiracies for so long that I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't get that doom and gloom and depression that, you know, some people could get, you know, when they first get into it. But at the same time, if you don't have anybody to talk to, you, you can go nuts. Cause you know, you're just sitting there talking to yourself in, in your own mind. And now it's, great that I have a platform that I can have people on discuss it. And, you know, Davey always says, you know, doing a podcast like therapy, it is, yeah. you know what I mean? At, at the end yeah. of the day, it is, you know, and, and there are days where, you know, it, you're, you're banging out, you know, interviews, you're going to work and, and you're coming home and, um, you know, you're just like, Oh shit, I got to do an interview. And, you know, you just got to get your, get your mind into it or whatever. And, and but there's so far and few between that, that, that actually happens. You know what I mean? Because this is fun. You know what I mean? And I don't know. I love it. And I'm sorry. I got us off topic. I'm very, very good at that. Uh, you're seeing the, yeah, that's the, okay. The, you're seeing the other side of ghost that, uh, that doesn't usually come out at the tavern because I usually let everybody else speak and I just sit back and, you know, moderate and jump in now and again. So. Well, no, it's super relevant, right? Like this is yeah. all, this is you're, you're speaking, you're speaking to the choir. This is exactly things that I've, you know, experienced in my life. Right. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I was that doom and gloom, right? I've gotten more positive and I've started to see, you know, like the point in going forward and fighting, yes. right? Because I used to be super passive and now it's like, no, I want, I want to fight for this world, right? You know, 
I have someone I love. I want to get married. I want to have children and I don't want that to raise them like this. Right. So mm-hmm. to- totally hear what you're saying. I, I'm glad I moved past the depression, the depression aspect of it. Cause it is a very normal part of becoming spiritually awakened. Cause this shit is terrifying. Oh, it is. <laughs> figuring out, figuring out that everything, you know, ever knew before is a complete lie. Absolutely mm-hmm. terrifying. Well, even before but- I started my podcast, um, What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, and I, like, I don't know if Ryan fully knows where I come from when I say I'm on a spiritual journey because I do carry crystals and, and he makes fun of me for that, but it, it is what it is. Um, that that's his belief and, and I'm not going to, you know, knock him for it. Um, but I, I'm not like the, I'm not into this like hippie guru type, you know, Buddhism Zen type of, you know, and, and before I even started, you know, I was, I was kind of awakening my, my spiritualism in, in a sense where, you know, I was raised, you know, Catholic and then converted to Christianity and was baptized the whole nine yards. And it got to the point where I think it was over this, this past summer, you know, my wife was like, you don't even believe in God. You're, you're freaking me out anymore. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, at no point did I ever say I never believed in God. I believe in God. There's a creator. There's a higher power. I believe that. I just don't know if I buy the Jesus story much anymore because at the end of the day, all religion is man-made. And at the end of the day, they're all just theory. You know what I mean? Yeah. And- Couldn't agree with you more. I was actually, I, I had a head injury about a month ago, so I can't read anymore. <laughs> I have to take it easy, but there was a book. I, uh, me and Davey are going to do a show on it as soon as I'm done it, which is basically talking about a lot of this Jesus stuff. I don't know if I completely buy that. I don't know if I call myself a Christian, right? Right. But basically implying that Jesus was like this, an actual kink with like an army from a royal family, right? So fascinating book. I was in the process of reading it and then I, and then I got a brain injury. So yeah. How did that happen by the way? Cause you were, you were telling me that through, through the, the DMs and I was like, I I don't remember if you mentioned it on the tavern or not. And I'm like, man, how the hell did you get a concussion that bad? You know, cause I've had a few concussions and you know, there's, there's times I'll be in mid thought and it's just like, and it's like, what the fuck was I even saying? You know what I mean? But Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, I was at the dog park with my dad <laughs> walking the dogs as we do. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, there was some slushy snow. Pretty much. We just got there. I stepped on it, slipped, hit the back of my head on the grass. Ooh. And I got whiplash too. This was pretty much a month ago. It was the end of March and uh, I'm doing okay, but I have to take it easy. I'm still, yeah. I'm almost back to work full time now. Almost. Um, I can't really research much. Like I can't, I tr- like, like if I go on my phone or I watch TV or whatever too long, I start to feel. Yeah, it does. But more so for me, it's actually completely upset my stomach and not, okay. uh, all these uncomfortable symptoms. Right. I have a follow-up appointment coming up soon. So hopefully we 
can resolve that because yeah. you know it, it's very brain injuries are not fun <laughs> no has it led to migraines at all uh not overly not overly no. thankfully okay. most of my head stuff seems to be gone it's kind of moving good. elsewhere but i'm still taking it easy and it's killing me because yeah. i lost all this weight and i have all the energy in the world and now i'm stuck inside <laughs> yeah uh, that, it's you know, it's like you know a couple of years ago i i banged up my my left big toe real, real good i busted a whole bunch of the connective tissue inside and what have you and long story short i'm someone when i'm at work or doing something it's 100 miles an hour you know what i mean i'm i'm walking fast i'm pulling you know get it done get it done get it done and that slowed me down to the point where yeah you know i was walking with one crutch you know doing this doing that trying physical therapy and and what have you and then when it started to heal and they gave me a cortisone shot, you know, to, cause I was at the point where, okay, it's starting to grow the tissue and shit starting to grow back. So if we give you a cortisone shot, you should be able to put normal weight on it and it'll condition your, your toe trying to learn to walk again. Cause I, I was walking with my foot sideways, like a duck. And yeah, the, the yeah. first, the first few days of trying to teach myself how to walk properly again. Oh my God, my, my leg killed me and I, I and it and it wouldn't be nothing you know i just walk a little maybe around the block and i was just like holy fuck but you know i i pushed through it and slowly i i, I worked up to you know back to, to my being normal, normal. yeah but yeah it, i hope to be crazy. normal soon because i kind of take it as maybe it was a sign i needed to relax anyways because at yeah. that right around about a month ago anyways i was taking my diet super strict super super strict i was losing probably more weight than i needed to and, you know, I was like pretty much right after work, I wanted to go for like a two hour walk. Right. So it's like, maybe I was just taking it a little bit too hard. And that's right. kind of the universe's sign that I need to like, take it easy. Cause this is what can happen when, yeah. you know, you pump, go pump too the crazy brakes a little bit. You're exactly. You're doing a great job. You know, it, it, yeah. it, it's a journey, not a race. Exactly. So that's kind of the way I, I consider it, but you know, brain injuries aren't fun. No, no. <laughs> that's all I say. If you've had I, one. Yes. I've had a couple, you know, the symptoms can last for years. Concussions. Yeah. Yeah. And they can last for years. Right. Oh, totally. They look at the, they can look at the brains of people who've had multiple concussions and they look like they have, they have Alzheimer's. Yeah. I honestly like don't know how I'm not dead. Uh, I was with my ex-wife. Uh, we had just bought a house. We were moving, removing some shrubs and I had a pickaxe and one of those, uh, like the garden rakes with the heavy metal prongs on them. And we were taking turns, you know, she would swing the, the rake and pull the brush back because it was full of thorns. And then I would chop it with the pickaxe and she's like, and then vice versa or whatever. Well, it was her turn to, to, to swing the rake. And, I, and she goes, are you ready? I said, yeah. And I'm standing there bent down. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on one knee and I have blood pouring down the side of my face. She hit me oh, in the gosh. top of the fucking head. Like, and I'm just sitting Oof. there. I mean, I can see everything yeah. just going and I don't know how I fought being knocked out is what I did. And I got yeah, up and you next thing you know, she come out, she had a towel and wiping and yeah, I had a pretty good concussion. I mean, it, it rung my fucking bell. I still have a dent in my fucking head from it. And oh, see, and people don't understand it. Like people just assume like, oh, once, you know, a couple of days later, you're fine. Yeah. When I went back to work. I worked two jobs and then my one job, I came back and my boss is like, Oh, how are you doing? I was like, Oh, not great, honestly. And he's like, Oh, why? I was like, Well, my head injury. He's like, Oh, you still have that? Yeah. And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> like, 
that what do they call a concussion it's a traumatic brain injury right Mm -hmm. it's not you know it's not just a cut right like there's a reason they tell you don't fall asleep right after you have a concussion Mm -hmm. you know you might not wake up and it's scary it can change your personality right Mm -hmm. i've heard of stories of people who've had you know close loved ones hit their heads like something as bad as you did and they become completely different people right yeah you know and when i was told i'll be honest when the doctor told me you may never go back to normal that that i I almost cried i almost broke down i was like so this is my life now like yeah you know my life is is headaches my life is misery right thankfully i'm doing i'm doing okay right there's obviously some residual effects but i hope that i will heal completely normal and i should i didn't have a, a serious one but you know it's crazy even the mildest hitting your head can completely oh, yeah. you know mess up everything in here <laughs> yeah for sure and like i said you know there's times and it and it could be a, a mild form of uh, a cte that i have you know i'll be talking and just completely blank out on what i was going to say or what i was even even saying like in the middle of a sentence like and it's like what were you, what were we talking about? And you know what I mean? You know, and I always just chalk that I joke about it, you know, make, make light of it. I'd be like, Oh, sorry. I just tarted out. You know what I mean? And you know, they'd be like, Oh yeah. Ha ha ha. You know, laugh or whatever. But up until right now, I've never really talked much about that because I, like I said, I just always chalked it up, you know, made, made light of it. Okay. It is what it is. But you know, after hearing Ryan and, and going through his accident and his, his, you know, his head injuries and shit and kind of some of the things that he struggles with. And I'm just like, you know, I've never been diagnosed with CTE, but I also never went to the doctor too. You know what I mean? Maybe I do have a slight form of that. You know what I mean? You know, I, I don't know, but I don't it's, let, it's I don't let it hold yeah. me back though. You know what I mean? Like, well, and they say once at this point, once you have like a CT scan, it can't even, it doesn't even tell anything. The only thing those scans look for is like brain bleeding and things like right. that. Right. You know, me and you are long past that point. Mm-hmm. Right. We, you know, if our brains are bleeding, we wouldn't be having this conversation right exactly. now. Right. Kind and of that's thing. That's kind of why so, I got so big into to mushrooms within the past year or two. You know what I mean? With, with like lion's mane and what have you, just with the cognitive brain function that they, you know, they, that happens. I can't do psilocybin, but you know, I, I love the studies that they're doing. Um, I think it's up near where you are. Um, it's uh, spores labs and oh. they, they can't sell to the United States because psilocybin isn't uh, legal in all 50 States, uh, but they are working with other companies and doctors in um, Alzheimer's and dementia patients with microdosing with um, psilocybin. And they're, they're getting great results of people getting their. Oh yeah. Microdosing. Back. Microdosing is incredible. My boyfriend uh, has microdosed before and found it just absolutely incredible. I I know of friends that I have who have like severe like ADHD Mm -hmm. and they microdose and it's completely life changing. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, mushrooms are amazing, amazing little creatures. I've never done them. Yeah. I only ever did magic mushrooms once. And it was like, my daughter's 18. So she was probably like one. So, I mean, it's been years and I didn't really get much of an effect from like I didn't see things like you know what I mean maybe colors might have been a little bit more vivid but I don't know it it didn't do nothing for me but now having researched and maybe hopefully there'll be a day where psilocybin is you know legal um I'll I'll be able to you know enjoy that or experience that but until then I go out I forage for wild gourmet mushrooms and 
uh, you know, e- even those, even though they don't have psilocybin in them, they all have a be- health benefit for, for some part of your body. You know what I mean? Oh and, yeah. And I'm fat. I'm fat. Absolutely fascinated by psychedelics. I think they're absolutely incredible with, you know, the stories I've heard and things mm-hmm. like that, like just absolutely incredible. And I think they're important for a spiritual journey, right? Oh yeah. yeah. You know, is this not our creator's way of showing us how to commune, you know, yep. how to commune with the world, That's right? People you go know? down to South America and do ayahuasca. That's why people you know, do DMT, even though, you know, DMT is naturally produced in your body, but you know, you can, mm-hmm. you know, do more and, and get a, a, an experience and people do magic mushrooms. And, and I'm not a big fan of LSD per se, because that's more of a man-made chemical. I, you know, I was never big into drugs. I did smoke weed when I was younger and, and that, that was it. You know what I mean? I never ventured out, out of that realm. I was just always an all natural kind of guy, you know what I mean? And that's probably why I love foraging and that's why I'm into survival things. You know what I mean? It's just all natural. You know, I just always have been that way. I'm, I could agree more with you with that. I actually work in the cannabis industry. Okay. And you know, I got nothing but good things, you know, to say, right. Like consuming I've like, why why is that still illegal? Like that plant can help so many things. And like it started like even here, just here, for example, right? Uh, weed's been legal since 2017, right? Here in Canada. My my brother works in the field. My brother works a very good job in the cannabis industry and has for the last few years, mm-hmm. right? I work with a company with him. I don't have nearly as good of a job as he does, but you know, it's amazing to be, I'm part of like more production of like okay. edibles and things like that. I, I love it. You know, it's so cool to go to work and talk to people everybody's a stoner, right? Right. Everybody's <laughs> conversations using... that go down. Oh, you couldn't even, it, it, it's great. It's great. And, you know, we talk about edibles and things like that. I'm a big edibles fan. Um, I haven't consumed them much lately with my head injury because I had a not so great effect of it the last time I consumed Right. Well, with my head injury, but just an absolutely incredible industry. And like, look, my brother's working an absolutely fabulous job and he's now, gotten all this experience. I just have a quick question because like, yeah. Back in the day when I, I smoked weed, um, the only real edible was people would make brownies or cookies or something, yeah. you know what I mean? So when, when I see these, these companies now, like, uh, like you can get here, it's medically legal, um, in Pennsylvania. So they do get, they get, they make gummies and, and, and stuff like that is, is the, the effect different than smoking it? Oh, definitely. So, um, here you get the same kind of thing. I'm, I'm pretty sure the stores would probably look the same as your medical stores. I work for a company that does chocolates okay. or whatever, just mostly chocolates. And so, yeah, you know, we do the chocolates, the gummies, oils, that kind of thing. Um, and then obviously you can just go get joints, right? Um, yeah. The company I work for has, um, it's kind of part of another company. They kind of work together and they do like pre-rolls and things like that. Um, I don't like smoking because I have, I don't have great lungs. So okay. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of smoking. Um, but I do prefer like the edible high because the edible is more of like that body high, right? Okay. Like so, I actually love that couch feeling. Like I love being glued to my couch. I freaking love it. All right. You know, um, me and my boyfriend, we drop edibles together and we watch like South Park was what we were watching, right? And it's just like when you're high, especially like that level of high, we notice like the satire and things like that so much more when we're high. And it's such a cool experience doing that you know a whole, and, whole new spin on netflix and chill <laughs> netflix pretty much yeah ass. 
pretty much. And I'm just like an absolute zombie on the couch. Right. right. <laughs> so is he. Right. But we, we like doing that because we think it just kind of, I think it just helps get rid of the ego. Right. Like it just, Oh, absolutely. You know, kind of helps. I've said this on a, cu- a couple episodes. It's like, you know, I don't understand why marijuana uh, and I, I apologize to, to the listeners. Um, you should be used to this by now that me going off on tangents and, and different little uh, side journeys in, in conversations, but um, we'll get back to, you know, Priscilla here. In a we'll second. get back to fifties. <laughs> yeah. Um, but when's the last time you heard someone coming home, ripping a bong rip or smoking a joint or eating edibles and beating the shit out of their spouse? It doesn't mm-hmm. fucking happen. It doesn't happen. But no. I can go to any fucking gas station or beer distributor, buy as much fucking beer as I want, which is 10 times more harmful to your body actually probably a hundred times more harmful to your body than, than marijuana itself. And that's perfectly legal. And you know, you hear all the time. It's socially acceptable. Yeah. Oh, he came. Try telling a group of people at a party. You don't want to drink and see what their reaction is. Right. What's wrong with people hate people that don't drink. Yeah. Right. It's my, my, uh, my boyfriend has had some small issues with alcohol and the way he describes it is he's like, you know, being now, pretty much sober right drinking mm-hmm. very rarely when he was regularly drinking he's like it takes me away from god it takes me away it just you know it puts this darkness right and there's it a reason they you. call alcohol spirits right yeah. there's a reason they call it that it dampens your spirits it destroys your spirit how do you how do you truly figure out somebody like deep down there's i think there's only two ways to truly know somebody and they can it's ways they completely change is if you if someone's drunk or if they in possession of a lot of money that's when Mm. we see who people truly are right and alcohol shows that right oh yeah the alcohol can bring the asshole out real quick yeah it does it does and like yeah exactly and i can't say i'm a a big drinker anymore i'm I'm not for medical reasons i'm not as well as among other things right i just i would i i do i you know i i do partake in, in in beer and what have you but like I said, I have a CDL. I, I have to, A, I, you know, I, I can't come home and get super shit faced and still have alcohol in my system and go to work and expect to drive, you know, a, a big truck or, no. you know, if, and if I'm out somewhere and I have just say a beer, I'm already over the legal limit than what my wife would be because she doesn't have that same classification of, of license. Of license. I yeah. Do. And, you know, so I'll drink some here, here at the house, but you know, it's very rare that I, I get stumbled down fucking shit faced drunk. You know, there, there's times at, at talk at the tavern towards the end. Okay. We've been going for five, almost six hours and, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm tired a and, and B, you know, okay. I probably had, a, you know, a, a good amount to, to drink at that time. You know what I mean? But I'm not sitting in a bar and I'm not, you know, doing, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? But. I would love, I would love for it to be the laws to be different to where I could just sit back, pop some edibles and carry on a conversation and not have to, it's not that I have to, but, you know, have that social drink, you know, amongst friends. And like you said, you know, my wife, she'll drink every now and again. And, you know, she went through a phase where she, she was drinking on, you know, on the weekends a lot with me and, and what have you. And she's just like, eh, I'm kind of burnt out. And I'm like, okay, you know, no biggie. And, you know, every now, now and again, she'll be like, oh, can you bring me home a slush? Yeah, I'll get you a slush. And I'll bring it home and it might sit in the freezer for a week or two. You know, she'll, she'll be in the mood for it right then. 
but as soon as I come home, she's like, eh, eh, we'll see how I feel. Yeah. Later. You know what I mean? And, and it's, I'm the, exact, I, I'm the exact same way as your wife. Yeah. Like I, it's funny, like, a, I don't know, but maybe about a month ago, uh, I went out and I, w- I was getting a c- couple beers out of the fridge at w- one of the taverns. And, uh, I look in, I'm like, holy shit, there's a lot, there's beer missing. And she's down in the basement talking with her girlfriends in a, in a, like a, a group call. And she's like, you're up there having talk at the tavern. I'm having talk at the basement with my girlfriends. I'm like, Hey, you have fun. Babe. You have fun. You, 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 you do. That's you. awesome. So I love it. Uh, yeah. I love so, it. Anyway, enough about that. Let's get back to the fifty. <laughs> yeah. We really what, went, yeah, we really, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> we really went on a back. tangent. Yeah. I, so, I apologize, um, but I guess that some say I'm good at that. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> hey, you know, it happens. It wouldn't it be does. a podcast if we didn't go off topic at least yes. once or twice. Right. Absolutely. So um, have you ever seen Elvis and Priscilla's wedding photos? I probably did years ago, but nothing. Yeah, they're quite. Uh, here, I think I have one here. If you can kind of see it. There's one right there. Kind of see it. Oh, kind of. There you go. Oh, yeah. So, OK, so like that's she's wearing like six pairs of eyelashes there. Right. Yeah probably a pound of makeup right um if you look at the video from their wedding it's super bizarre very bizarre like they're very dazed very like it's very odd right and you see a lot of videos like this with elvis right so definitely seems to me like a little bit of like you know mk ultra type thing right i was just gonna ask that is it almost like they're under like mind control yeah like i said this on ryan's show um when he asked me what i thought like if I thought Elvis was in on it, if I thought Elvis. So I seem to think my personal opinion is I think Elvis is kind of like controlled opposition in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I think he was put where he was put to cause a stir. Right. I think they, cause he was very controversial when he got big. Right. He was banned on show. He was banned on like Ed Sullivan could only film him from like the, the waist up because they didn't like his dancing. Right. Yeah. Oh, they thought that was of the devil seeing his. Oh yeah. Move his yeah. hips like that. Oh, it was. Um, But then by the time the sixties rolled around, Elvis was a huge supporter of the war in Vietnam. Elvis was a Nixon supporter. Elvis went to meet Nixon at the white house. Really? Yeah. So, like Elvis met Nixon. It was a huge Nixon supporter. I think That's he was crazy. even quoted. He was even quoted as saying that, like, I think, like, like I think he implied that, like, Watergate was just liberal propaganda. Like, he oh, Elvis shit. was, he was very much a traditionalist in that sense, right? Like a traditional, like, conservative, right? So, okay. I think that's kind of why I think he's controlled opposition. And also, let's recall, Elvis is a mega drug addict, a huge drug addict, right? Yeah, what's a liked, what's a great way to the pills right yes he like and he that's why he died he died because he was on so many pills right mm-hmm. he went to a, he had a dentist appointment about i don't know a week before he died and they gave him antibiotics because he was getting a root canal or something like that and they say that drug with everything else he was taking his heart couldn't do it anymore oh wow and he died. Right. So, but he lived a very super secluded life too. Right. Like he lived and spent times in like really dark rooms, consuming a ton of drugs, sleeping odd hours. He ate very unhealthily, like very, very unhealthy. You know, he would eat whole, like whole pounds of like bacon (laughs) kind of thing. He, he ate very heavy, very fatty, like Southern food. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and you see in his later days, um, he doesn't look good. No, he's, he's swollen up like a wood tick you know yeah like bad 
like he had a stage and some of his shows he had a stage like he had a chair on stage and he'd go sit in the state in the chair right like i seen him when he was singing my way um in hawaii or whatever he starts the song and he's sitting down right like you know he got very unhealthy towards the end and he only died at 42 like 42 is super young that is very young i didn't realize it was only 42 when he died i thought he was older than that yeah well he looks older arguably too right like he looks he looks older right so you know do, do do the people who control the world you know elvis was elvis part of it right like like i talked about this with davy right like was there a motive of these people to change you know this culture at that point right because a lot of these musicians they were you know traditionalists they were christians you know they weren't into drugs right like was the motive to corrupt these people right and then we see obviously the changes that happened in the 60s and we live those changes right mm-hmm. the 60s completely changed the world as we know it right oh completely arguably I mean, look at uh johnny cash for instance you know a young christian man that got into pills and drugs yeah you know same, almost the same kind of story and elvis got him into drugs elvis got johnny into drugs okay that's crazy right yeah um another fascinating one i didn't mention this uh, no I, I didn't mention this on the other shows i've been in was the everly brothers so they uh they had the same doctor that kennedy had mm. and that doctor was fucking horrible right like suitcases full of drugs like he had jf jfk was completely freaking drugged out right because he had he had addison's disease but he also got injured during the war right like one of those posts off like the boats i think i believe fell on his back oh wow so that's why jfk was arguably kind of crippled for the rest of his life after that point right are we talking junior no we're talking we're talking jfk yeah okay john f kennedy himself yeah we're talking jfk yeah okay wow so the so the everly brothers that was their doctor, right? And they were prescribed Ritalin as well, uh, Ritalin, which is essentially speed at that point. Yeah. And they were also prescribed downers and they were also put on antidepressants and the antidepressants that this doctor put them on are antidepressants that if you don't have a chemical imbalance, they give you, it gives you one. Oh, unreal. So, you know, these were young men, right? And you give them antidepressants and it turns them violent. It turned them depressed, right? And the Everly brothers were playing a show in Europe, I believe. And Don Everly, he's the one that does the solos. Mm -hmm. His daughter is actually Aaron Everly, who married uh, Axl Rose. (laughs) But uh, he, they were doing a show and he killed, he tried to kill himself in a hotel room, right? And they found a fucking suitcase full of drugs, full of it. And basically what happened is they got a guy that kind of looked like him to play on stage with his brother, that show they sent Don back to the States and pretty much right when he got stepped off the plane, they, they arrested him and threw him into a psychiatric facility. Jeez. Right. So I never even knew about, you know, a lot of these musicians. I mean, Johnny Cash, I'm a little bit more familiar with because I've I've always liked Johnny Cash's music. I'm a big Johnny Cash fan too. (laughs) But uh, like I said, Elvis, I just, I never saw the allure. Um, I, I know I'll, I'll piss people off with that, but that's just, that's just me. I didn't grow up. My parents weren't big Elvis, you know, fans or whatever. You know, I grew up with, you know, like the, the little river band and, and, you know, stuff like that quarter flash, you know, list goes on. And, uh, but Elvis, no, I, I never, never, never got into it. So this is, this is awesome that, you know, like, I didn't know he was only 42. Like I always just assumed he was okay. I didn't know when he was born. Uh, okay, he died in his late fifties or whatever. You know what I mean? 
but yeah, 42. Yeah, 42. That's crazy. And Lisa, I believe, was only like eight at the time when oh, her wow. dad died. Yeah. So she arguably barely knew him. Yeah. You know, funny, my, you, you talk about not really growing up with this stuff. I didn't either, right? Like my my dad's very much like a classic rock, like Led Zeppelin, you know, oh, Deep Purple, yeah. that kind of shit, right? So he taught me tons of music about that. My my mother is like kind of like, you know, an 80, like big 80s music, right? Like glam rock and stuff. So she played that shit growing up. Insane amount. And she played old country music too, as well. Oh, okay. So my parents definitely gave me a super rounded education on music and i developed an interest in 50s yeah, i like music. the old my wife likes the newer country i like the old twangy shit and oh yeah know, i like 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 80s and 90s country is probably the newest you should get into yeah. right like when you start getting into some of this there, there's some good songs like i've been you know i've been known to go to a few country bars and uh <laughs> in my lifetime I do right like uh chris stapleton I, I, I do. Yeah. Think he throws it back to that, that old style. Oh, he's super popular. He's super popular here. Cause I'm from the West. Right. Okay. So yeah. This is like redneck. This is like redneck Canada, basically where I nice. live. Right. <laughs> so like cowboy hats, the, the whole shebang. Right. Wow. So I, I definitely have an appreciate. Well, I have appreciation for all music because music is, oh, is an art form. It is. Right. It's a, it's a spiritual thing. It's, it's a way to time travel too. Oh yeah. Right. You hear Listening a song, to... it takes you back to somewhere where you, you know, you might've been in high school or a little kid or whatever. Yeah. It's truly, truly incredible. Right. So like, I definitely just have an interest in, in fifties music in general. And I did at a young age and I think I was attracted to the sort of innocence of it, mm -hmm. that the songs are very sweet, right? Songs aren't like that anymore. No. no. You know, like, you know, there's like compared, like, I want to hold your hand by the Beatles to like, love songs now right and they're not yeah yeah they're not even remotely the same the same thing if right you even want to call I, them love songs half the time well yeah like <laughs> or you know like this shitty like rap music yeah. and this shitty like you know like that wop song right yeah. like if you actually think about that that is truly disgusting that that's even a song it, right it is. and people I, I try not to come i sometimes come across kind of puritanical that's not my intention right i'm all about you know freedom doing whatever you want you know do what you kind of want to do listen to what you want right but that that stuff is just too far right yeah. like it's you have it's, young 12 year old girls singing it and it's like what yeah the fuck like and then we on. get into like tiktok with the, the the dancing and the heavily sexualization of these young girls right mm -hmm. this is the intention of this shit well there's right? that russian song that was going around for a while that that uh, i forget what it was um but if you actually looked up the words to what they were actually singing it was disgusting it was like yeah I, oh yeah i was like what the fuck and do you, you remember have that kids doing this yeah like, do you remember that simpsons episode where like they have like bart and the boys like they become like a boy band does that sound mm. familiar to you mm -hmm. and basically the boy band is designed by the navy right like the producer okay. of the band is like the navy so bart and his friends are like creating music and creating music videos basically to like manipulate these kids people to join the navy oh wow and that's like what the song like showed right so yeah. you kind of see like there is there they do use music to manipulate us oh, right and they have since the, you know you know since the dawn of time right they've used music to influence us in media right but you definitely see that heavily um even back in the 50s right I, i'm they were still doing that kind of stuff no for sure you know, and it's so, so prevalent now, but to get into like Elvis musically, you know, Elvis 
could only play three guitar chords and he never wrote a song in his life. That's crazy. Right. He was designed, right. He was essentially he was somebody rock that. And roll. Yeah. King of rock and roll that could play three chords. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but he left his mark and he, you know, they, mim- he was heavily mimicked too, right. People that came after him are heavily inspired by Elvis and that style. So who actually right? played the guitars then when he was singing? Just he the had, there would have been studio. They, they had mostly just studio musicians. Okay. Um, so it's so when he El- was on Elvis. stage acting like he was playing a guitar, he was there's never- a video. <laughs> there's a video of uh, Elvis just going crazy on guitar, right? Like just absolutely nuts. Right. And it's, they're making it look like he's doing the solo and there's a guy standing perfectly still behind him, just doing the whole rift. Right. Oh, wow. I never, but, knew El- but Elvis is what Elvis has is he's a very talented singer very talented and he is he wasn't trained he's not a trained musician right that that was just how that was god-given talent right right and he was singing you know in church at a at a young age videos of his father too his father just an absolute beautiful singer right so you know elvis had arguably the voice of an angel right his songs are beautiful and that's that's why he he remains That shit, what you read in the covenant is cap. I was bred by the government. Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system. Had enough of it. Another sapien that's on the globe. Lost cold, looking for the direction, but don't nobody know. The only bit of insight that they ever sold me, I've been start to find out, doesn't really hold. Every highfalutin piece of shit hidden in a tie, high motives to align goals. Cheating on your wife, my ties at the ninth hole. Someone gotta die, they don't care, they itemize souls. Tit jobs from Botox to light bulbs, light bulbs in my head of where I might go. I'm on a tightrope, walking the edge. And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, shit And I've been wondering if anyone loves me, yeah Fuck And I've been wondering if, look I've been hopping down this rabbit hole for quite some time To find lines that connect through to all their lies They normalize a real life poltergeist To trust Pfizer with a remedy to make you right The thought's sick I take a chance and roll my dice Because something in my stomach isn't sitting right I wanna soul search, find a place to bring in light But I can't cause Fuck I'm bad shit, what you read in the covenant It's cap You were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it, we batshit What we read in the covenant, it's cap We were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it I want the power to shake shit and shift shape Tap in the pineal eye without a mistake We have the power to live right and get straight But they found a way to remove this, they bitch made Hey. Keep on calcifying glands with your flow ride While I flow ride the valor of rhyme I'm flying high by the seat of my pants A beat speaking to me, know I'm talking back every chance Hoping one day I make it overseas or to France But in the northwest I trip without a traveling band, yeah And that's word of my cat plug I'm higher than giraffe puss, look what the cat drug in Now I'm scribbling this rap in the bathtub At midnight I don't fill it up with the tap cup Soaking in my cannabis suds, anything for a buzz Reclaim my residue inside of a dab jug Peel through a fat stash, burning the last snug I picture this dimension I don't wanna come back from 
But here I am still stuck in the bathtub My brain fried but honestly I'm fine I'd rather not have one I'm bad shit I'm fucking bad shit And it's your fucking fault It's their fault Straight up I'm done I'm bad shit what you read in the covenant It's cap You were fed by the government Fact check every head when it come to this upside down system Had enough of it Enough of it What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.